Alright, Hevel. Gotta bring some light into this world. This year's a tease with the two others. It's not a like it needs to come much earlier. What is that? This is an old nigga of mine for Purim. I love this nigga. <clears throat> this came down by Simchat Shlomo by in Rav Shlomo Bratz chair. We used to sing it aloud. Shoshana <laughs> 
sounds like 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 some turtles are putting out some noises. <laughs> What's going on over here? Let's go, sing stronger, huh? Need a big staff. Let's go. This whole world is on fire. The whole world's on fire. We at least in this room it has to be holy fire, okay? Should be that MS, that MS should prevail in the world. <clears throat> okay, today we're going to be wrapping up. We're going to be finishing the sicha we've been learning for the last few, probably a month by now. Mashu because uh, it's brought out a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things. It's pointed out to us a lot of what the what the avoda, what the work, what the work is that we're really uh, welcome to kind of approach. In a very real way, things that everyone has to work on. When it comes to getting ready, prepare for Shabbos. And that is the concept of kas, of anger. <coughs> I didn't print out any sheets this week because I saw that I wanted to learn little bits from all over this, the rest of the sicha and then move on to something else next week. Um, but to repeat again, what we learned last week was that since Shabbos is called the day of the neshama, yoma denishmasin, and we know that when there's anger that resides in the body of a Jew, in the, in the midst of a Jew, then the neshama says, I have to check out. I can't be here with you right now. That's true every day of the week. All the more so does that true and feel very powerful when you get an extra neshama on Shabbos that there's kilo more room <clears throat> for, anger to, for, for anger to leave. But if anger plays any role, then that extra neshama that's given to us, kivyochol also goes away. The tzaddik also says right afterwards 
We all know the famous phrase, Misha Tarach Be'erev Shabbat, Yochal Be'Shabbat. That means anyone that worked hard, Kivyachol, that you prepared, you worked hard during the week, you'll feel Shabbos. You'll feel Shabbos. So he explains over here that the Tarach, the work that we have to do all week, is regarding Erev Shabbat. Misha Tarach Be'erev Shabbat. Could have said Misha Tarach Kol Shavua Yochal Be'Shabbat. But the language is, Mishetarach be'erev Shabbat yuchal be'Shabbat. Why dafka? Erev Shabbat? Because of what we've been saying for weeks already. In the world, look at, look at, the, look at what's going, look how much anger is in the world right now. Why? Because it's Erev Shabbos. It's almost Mashiach time. It's Erev Shabbos. So there's so much anger. We've already, this is already a, like, Chava already ate from the tree of, so did Adam, not just saying Chava did, Chava and Adam, if it was woman she I'd say, you know, Adam ate from the tree of knowledge. Right? <laughs> Chava ate from the tree of knowledge already. It's already like after Nach, you know, Nach Avera. That's what's happening in the world. So therefore, Misha Tarach Be'erev Shabbat, our whole Tircha in Olam Hazen is how, what, what, how do I act Friday afternoon, two to three hours before Licht Benching, before Adlakat Nerot. That's the Avoda of the door, is what he's saying over here. Now that's true always, all the more so it's true on Friday afternoons. Misha Tarach, Tarach is going to say to us what we started talking about last week. Misha Tarach Be'erev Shabbat, if the way you work on yourself is to find yourself in a state of not messing up on Erev Shabbat, Yochal Shabbat. that means your Shabbos will be Gan Eden, Yochal Shabbat. So what do we have to, what is the Avod, and I love how he said over here, Basically, this, this next piece, and the end, how he finishes the sikh, he says, Yala, avoda lemaase. Now let's get down. I love it. I love another sefer that's giving us the how. What's the avoda lemaase? Like everything we're learning about anger and everything. So lemaase, what's the avoda? I'm going to read a little bit, read a little bit and just focus on a few nekudot. Okay. כל אחד יודע שלפעמים מגיע האדם למצב שמיד הסקז בוער בו כאש ממש, ולפעמים זה בא בהצטערה של רצון אבינו שבשמיים, שחושב שכך צריך להיות. This is really, really scary. Every one of us at certain points reaches rage. What's, what's more scary about a person that reaches rage? A person that reaches a level of rage that's convinced that this is what Hashem wants of him right now. That you're, that you're in anger, but the anger inside is almost like a justified, you really feel it's a justified anger. Not only is it legitimate that I'm angry, God wants me to be angry right now. Like, completely taking the story of Pinchas out of proportion. You think Pinchas was angry? What do you think? You think Pinchas was angry? When he did what he did? He gets a breeze shalom, right? What, is, is Pinchas angry? Mafitam. So, so he says like this, let's give an example of a person that has justified, ju- justified anger, right? <clears throat> Great, like a father with his kinderlach, here he says sons, with his sons, Erev Shabbos. I gotta get the house ready. Not that any of you ever experienced this. Sometimes our children don't get along and they're fighting with each other. So that happened in Europe many years ago. 
ויודע, ויודע כל אחד איך נראה המצב אצל כל אחד בביתו בזמנים קשים. And everyone knows what the house looks like when no one's there, and it's just a family in hard times. And you're saying, by them it doesn't happen. Then sometimes you hear through the walls. I don't know, Morty, you walked in at a perfect time. My neighbor just walked in. I face me. Right. This can happen with your business partner, with your chavrusa. He says it could happen with neighbors. It could happen with the in-laws. But people that know, we, we, we're laughing, but we're sitting here and we know these things are bound to happen because they happened to us last week and they're happening to us all the time. That somehow the scuffles show up and it's like, I, it's the last thing in the world that we want and it's inevitable. And then when I've come to this realization that it's inevitable, I say, this must be, this is what Hashem wants. Because if Hashem didn't want it to happen, then it wouldn't happen. So he says like this, you can learn, we could sit down, what we saw before, but in the words of the Zara Kodesh, that a person's neshama leaves them when they get angry. I can know that over here. I can know it called, I can quote it to you, I can tell you what the sources are. But then he says like this, But then he says like this, ואז הוא העבודה הקשה ביותר, שזהו מהניסיונות הקשים ביותר. This is from the greatest ניסיונות in the world. Is what? Not, not the lust over money. Not the, this is what he's saying, not definitely the lust over sexual impurity, but what the lust, the, the, the ניסיון is, can I implement what I learned when it comes to the מידה of כעס? This is one of the hardest... Hardest, hardest nisyonot in the world. Now, we explain this already because this is the time that we're living in. But even if we lived a thousand years ago, maybe it wasn't, it wasn't as much in the air, but it would still be. Yetzir leva adam raminu rav is not our Kiddush. This is always going to be very hard. But bifrat, this inyan, I can learn all the things but what Kaas does to my neshama. And when it comes to Shas Maise, it's torture. It's torturous. You're Now, what's the Eitzah? I want to know, so what am I supposed to do right now? So this is a very interesting thing. What is Rigzu ve'al techtau? Where does that come from? Does anyone know? Hmm? I think it's from... It's not, it's not from Tachnun. It sounds like it should be from Tachnun. That's Baroga's Rachmim Tiskor. What's that? Alamita. Yeah, but yeah, but it's but meaning it's there, but it's before that also. Tzarech Iyun. I don't remember right now. Huh? It's a Davan Melech. Yeah. Rigzuval Techtau. Never sent him to school, Eli. Barnet. Let's keep him here. You didn't hear that. It's fine. Shadam Tzarech Lehargiz Hayetze Hara. You have to. You have to be margis the Yetzirah al yedeshi amod muhan la milchamazo. You have to tamper with the Yetzirah before it acts out that you're showing him you're ready for war. Beze al yedeh ma shadam mishtadel badavar vekovea lozman lilmod bechomer adavar vechoshev etzot ketzad li natsel. It is not enough to only learn how, how heavy 
anger is, but you have to have tactics. You have to, you know yourself, you have to plan out tactics already <clears throat> regarding what are you going to do, you know, come up with strategies, what are you going to do to lead that cell, because that person's never going to change. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. It's not your bag. What's the, what's the, what's the tefillat shalva? What's the, the, um, the prayer of serenity? God, Rebona Shleilam, I want to accept the things that I could change. No. How's it go? And accept the things that I can't. I can't change forever. I can never change how that guy is going to... Well, I can't change how he's going to act. I could change how that guy may tick me off. That I could. The, the tzaddik, you want? Are there any more chairs of it? There's no more? One second. I'm sorry. Yuri, I think there's one there. Is there? You can... Come. Who else is hiding there? Come. Who's that? Ari, he's snarling. Ma'afar kumi. Come. You can move... You can move this up a little bit if you want. Uh, this thing. Yeah, just a little, just to make more space if, ne- if needed. <clears throat> okay, listen very closely. I know these things. I know these things are very personal, but it's okay. He says that you have to learn, like we've been doing, learning about the chumrah of anger. But he says, you have to be lachshov etzot. You, you must, Hashem gave you a brain to not just learn and understand the chumrah of something, but you have to come up with tachbulot, you have to come up with strategies as to how to avoid the anger, the, the bomb that that person's going to set off in you. Because he's going to do it. You go into a situation saying, that person's going to do it. It's going to happen. <clears throat> She's going to say that thing to me. Right? My kids are going to act out, whatever I consider being act out. I know that already. <clears throat> and every person, according to this situation, you mekabel on yourself, like you would mekabel any other thing in the world. You mekabel on yourself, I am not going to act like this, or I will act like this, because this is bound to happen. And then he says, Then the Nisayan comes, he doesn't say you're granted, it's not like a, you know, oh, you planned it out, implement it, and then it will work. But he says that after a while, when the avodah is, is matmid, when the avodah and the learning is constant, and the davening over trying to find a way to prevent the ine- what seems to be the inevitable, it eventually gets easier. That's true about every single nisayon in life. Every single nisayon in life, if I learn at it constantly, and if I daven over etzot constantly, always, and I know Hashem trusts me to learn and to come up with my own tactics, because every person, like he says, I have to believe that Hashem believes in me to figure out ways how to lean etzot. It won't be written in any sefer. There's no sefer halacha that tells you how to basically fix this inyan exactly. You could learn Messiah Yisharim all day long. And you can know it by heart and you can teach it to your children. But at the moment that you think that not only is your anger justified, but it also is garmented in Ratzon Hashem, you have everything in the world against you. Now remember, Reb Shlomo used to say about Esav, he wore a streimel, kivyachal. 
Esav wore a strimal. Do you know what that means? Esav sounded and looked like a very, very holy Yid. Very holy Yid. His Shilas that Rashi explained to us when he asks Esav, they sound like the most, that he asked Yitzchak, his father, they sound like the most lumdish Shilas in the world. So does our anger. Our anger wears a strimal. Our anger, our, our anger looks like a mikvah sometimes. It sounds bizarre, but that's actually what happens. Because we wouldn't really allow them to keep on popping up and acting out if we didn't really think while it's happening, this is Ratzon Hashem and this is holy. And he, look what he says here. But if I'm not busy learning and working and seeking ways to avoid myself from getting mad on the stuff that has gotten me mad every week, then the Nisayon is right there in your face. And then your son won't listen to you. Dov, your daughter won't listen to you. Or whatever it is, okay? Chas v'shalom. I'm doing everything for you. You ever hear those words? Or you ever say those words? <laughs> the soft, nervous laugh. <laughs> the louder one that everyone feels more comfortable laughing now because we've all been in there. And I do everything for you. Mommy and I work all week long just to make sure you have what you need. Things we heard growing up swearing we'd never say it again. When we're older, we do, we never say it again, we just say it differently. We write it all, it's all, I'll never make that mistake. It's true, but you, you make a whole barrage of other ones, right? And this Erev Shabbos, how could it be you're not listening to me? Why? Because Shabbos is Yom HaDenishmas and we have to be ready. And it's supposed to be a holy thing. Let's be holy, right? Let's be clean. It's all justified. It's, it goes through some kind of a rationalization. It skips over something that's called Avodah Zarah, but it goes through a whole other process of rationalization. It is clear to me this is what God wants me to do right now. And I have to show Hashem that I'm a responsible father that cares about his child's chinuch. And the whole parade of anger is all done L'chovet Shabbos. Now, we already learned a few weeks ago that the sin <clears throat> that prevented Moshe Rabbeinu from getting to where he wanted to be in this world was, so to speak, in the name of, of, of holiness as well. Hitting the rock. The Averas that are not like coming at L'shem Mitzvah or Ki'idu, so to speak, those are actually easier to find tactics to, to figure out. It's just a bad, bad Midah. I stay away from it, whatever I can. What's the problem? If I know Erev Shabbos always gets to me, how could I stay away from Erev Shabbos? Erev Shabbos is always bound to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Friday afternoon is always coming around. There's no way out of here unless I say, Chas v'shalom. Forget this whole Yiddish guy thing. It only brings out the, bat, the worst in all of us. There's a, there's a big stira built in. Like you have, uh, one you have Pinchas, and like his moment of doing something so aggressive and, and violent, but it was a bricello resulted from it. And then you have uh, uh, Moshe hitting the rock, and it, with the words afterwards are like, because you didn't... Hashem says, right. Which is like the exact opposite. He's, he's doing this in Hashem's name. But somehow in that moment, that 
type of aggression of anger was because the Ribbon Shalom was telling Moshe Rabbeinu at that moment when your anger could have been justified, could have been justified, you could have magdished my name at that moment by not implementing that anger. So we said before, Pinchas, Pinchas's act had nothing to do with his anger. <coughs> Although he's a Kohen, they say about Kohanim, they're Ragzanim and everything, but if, it was, if he got a breach Shalom after that, there's no way it could have resulted from a Maisa of Kas. But but this is this is the Indian. Like, what's the heart of the of the problem that we have, is that the way that our Jewish calendar is set up is that it provides many moments for us of wholly justified anger, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Pesach, my God, <laughs> Pesach, right? But there are many of these. I mean, it's like <clears throat> even between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, where it's like oh, it's like these these like get out of jail for free cards, like days where there's like no really, but very, there's something in the air that that's so easy. And that's Esav. It's mitlabesh, it garments himself in the name of holiness. But he's giving a very clear example. It's Erev Shabbos, I need you to do one thing. What's one thing? I'm asking, what, what are we asking for you to do? Just one thing. And it's loud. And that one thing, you're saying it loud and it's justified because you have to go to shul and also you want to feel like you're, 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 you're showing your children you know, what's important and what's not important. The kid's sitting there and saying, this is how they're getting ready for the most important day of the week? Like, it's just subconsciously, the child sitting there like, supposed to be singing Shalom Aleichem, Eishas Chayel in a few hours? This is what, and this is the preparation for it? Misha Tarach Be'erev Shabbat, if you're Toreach, the whole week, working on the Kaz, and thinking about tactics, so that Be'erev Shabbat, there's no anger, Yochal Be'Shabbat. Then, when you're sitting with your child and it's there, and, and there's no anger in the world, that is Me'in Olam Abay Yom Shabbat Menucha. Umi she'ino mechin atzmo. Harei she'vaday yipo lekas. But if there's no preparation for the things that you know will happen, then it's almost certain that you're going to fall into this place of anger. Rak she'adam mechin atzmo umevakesh harbe al adavar. Did you say one tefillah during the week over this Tashem? Please, when Erev Shabbos comes, I don't want to be angry. Please. Did you daven over it once this week? He's saying, which means more than once. But even one tefillah during the week, say on my Mondays, I'm going to start prepping myself from what I probably am going to fall into on Friday. Putting it out there in the world, davening over it. You know, that's in the end. Do you have that in the Yernosach? At the end of Helokai Nitzor? Anyone say that? Yes, the Mishra of Sfarad in the Koran. Oh, it's only Sfarad does this? It's a, yeah, it's, oh, Ashkenaz doesn't say It's such a beautiful Yiratzen over there. Yiratzen over there. Shelo echos hayom v'shelo achisecha. Every day we say it. I shouldn't... What's he, what are you saying? Shelo echisen yadam and... Oh, sorry, no, no, that, that's what we say. Nobody should get me angry and I shouldn't anger you. Yeah, but that's it's funny because that's a little bit of like a... It's like, you know, every, every according to the months, every month has a certain tikkun according to the, you know, to the Arizal and the Bnei Sachar speaks a lot about this through the Sefer Bnei Sachar talks about what each month has to work on. So I had a friend that said, yeah, Chodesh Tevet, what's the fixing? Anger. 
right? Kaz, don't get me angry. That's the tikkun, <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm working on the tikkun of Chodesh. I'm telling everybody how I'm working on the tikkun this, this month. Don't get me angry. Don't take me up. <laughs> That's not it either. Meaning, if I stopped after Shelo Yachiseni Adam, it's easy. Because I probably will be angered by someone, even though I'm asking not to. And that shouldn't bring anger to you, God forbid. And then he says, Lemaise, look what happens today in military. Probably not many of you in the room, right? <coughs> Yudi, who else was in the army here? You know that eventually, maybe, God forbid, you'll be, in the, you'll be in a state of war. Look at the world. You'll be in a state of war. You have your enemy in front of you. You have your weapon in your hand. If you prepared yourself properly, for those years that you have to prepare yourself, it's not guaranteed, but at least you'll have some a mental set that I have a weapon in my hand and I know how to use it, and hopefully I'll use it in the right way. By the way, this is why they stopped giving when we were learning in Hamiftar, this is why they took away the guns from us. Us Americans came. They took us to one, one, I don't know if I should even record it, it's being recorded. They took us to one uh, uh, range. And then we had to do Shmirah up on Yishvat HaMiftar and Kibbutz Migdal Oz. Every Torah was either 10 to 2 or 2 to 6. The guys shot one time at a range, these, you know, holding, this, holding these, uh, these, these, these rifles. Okay. One night... <laughs> <laughs> I was doing Shmirah with a good friend of mine who sometimes learns with us. <laughs> now it's getting even more interesting. I can see your faces. And I said, I have to go to the bathroom. I went to my caravan and this was between, this was two to six Shmirah, I said three. And, I'm, and I go to my caravan and I have this gun on me and I'm the whole time shaking your bonus not on my watch, please. Like, not on anyone's watch, but please not on my watch, right? And you start hearing gunshots. I'm like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And I have a gun in my hand. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. What am I going to do? I'm trying to remember what to do and everything. And I'm like, I can't believe there's a hatkafa on, on our yeshiva right now. This is crazy. And there were a lot of piguim back then. So I'm like laughing now. I was shaking, shaking. I go, I saw, I like trying to peek to see the emdach mirah meaning the place where we, were, we would sit in a booth to see where my friend is at, right? And then I see that my friend is like freaking out also, but it's because he, he by accident, he, sh- he shot in the air by accident. <laughs> Meanwhile, a bunch of fathers, like it was also married couples there, found out that the guy shot by accident, they wanted to kill him. <laughs> Two weeks later, the yeshiva decided, oh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. They took off. They took away all our all our weapons. But he's saying, if we if you if you prep properly, like like they do here, and, and hopefully in any functioning functional army, 
then at the time that you need it, you'll know what to do with it, hopefully. Saying, well, why is that different than what we're learning right now? This is the type of learning that I know every one of us in this room really desires to implement. We're not sitting here learning this and saying, I still want to hold on to some justified anger when I need to. No one wants that. At the same time, we're all saying, I don't really believe that I could ever become this type of person. Fully. And that's an inner milchama that's going on inside of us. And that's why it's not enough to learn it. It's not enough a minute before to say, please don't let me do this. It's a matter of my mahalach, Misha Tarach Be'erev Shabbat, that my whole of during the week is thinking about the, the imagery of Erev Shabbat. It's not only Lemaise Friday afternoon, but it's what Friday rep- afternoon represents in my life. Moments where legitimate anger become, <clears throat> show its ugly face. But if I'm a chayal, but if I'm saying I'm a chayal, I'm a soldier, this is going to happen. <clears throat> Hashem gave me the Torah, Hashem gave me the Eitz of the Tzaddikim, the weapons are in my hand, I have to learn how to use this. So I have to daven over this during the week. And I have to learn more and more and more about what happens to me, that it's a little bit of a death, what happens to me when anger gets the best of me. So, now let's, just, let, let's learn one more Eitz of the Ma'asen. Echad mi'ikarei ha'avodot. Let me give you an avoda that'll help you overcome anger. Which is the opposite of social media. means distance yourselves from arguments. Distance yourself from arguments. It's a very famous, famous, famous story in Chazal that there was a person that tried really hard to push Hillel's buttons before Shabbos. Who's Hillel? And he came with all these Shilas, but it was just to instigate, it was just to try to tip him over. And Hillel answers all his sh- all the questions this guy has. Benachat, beish lavin, sheaf shelik pida lavilel mikol makom mataam lo amai lo bni sheilak dola shalta. Aval achshavu erev shabbos kodesh. He could have said to him, "Listen, you're asking good questions, but it's not the time right now. It's it's erev shabbos. It's not the time to be asked such questions." Bim tuchal tikanes elay b'motzei shabbos kodesh. If you still have these these questions after Shabbos, come inside after after Shabbos, and I'll get I'll we'll have time in the right time. He didn't really want answers. What he wanted to get Hillel involved in was an argument. When a person goes into an argument, This is true. Most of us know if we already know someone and we already know a certain scenario and we know that certain people just like to come to a shear in order to have an argument, 
don't get into it, or don't go to that shear if that's gonna if that's bound to happen. You have like this sometimes. Sometimes you have people that they go to shiurim that emuna. They'll like go online and say, "Who's teaching about emuna?" And then they'll go to a shiur and emuna just be able to raise their hand. Where was God in the Holocaust? Like that's that's how that's how people are sometimes. <coughs> I saw this one time with Rav Erez Moshe Doron. I've mentioned his name a bunch of times here, right? Rav Erez Moshe Doron. I was at a shiur of his Shabbos afternoon, in his where he lives in Yad Binyamin. Uh, he get, the place was packed, hundreds of people in this big shul in Yad Binyamin. It's giving a, an amazing shear on the Ikranot of Emunah. He built the whole Mahalach. And then one person raised their... It's like they waited till, like they say in Hebrew, the 90th minute, right? For you NBA buffs, you don't know what that means. That's a soccer phrase, Dakar Tishim. And, and then the person raised their hand and they said, And everyone looked at this person. Like, did you really wait this whole shear just to be able to pull that one out? And but everyone was also looked back at the rav and be like, "Please don't answer him, right? Please, please don't answer him." And he said, and he said, "Is a sheila." Like he just acknowledged there was a question, right? And then he said, "Okay, mincha." To go into a vikuach, to go into a vikuach is also very sneaky because look what happened to someone that hid himself in the language of a holy vikuach. What ended up happening to that person? Swallowed the swallowed up by the earth because the earth can't even stand such a person that tries to disguise their, their vikuchim in the name of holiness. So too with Kaas. Korach got swallowed up from the, from the earth because there's no room for that. We get swallowed up where we're standing when we allow ourselves to go into the places that lead us to anger, that, so to speak, seem justified and seem holy. So he's saying over here, if you know that's bound to happen, and Hashem gave us a brain, and we've been talking a lot lately about the art of pin dropping, that I remember when I was here, there was a, it was kind of like a vikuach, and when I was there, I wasn't. It's time I actually use my, my head. It's time I push it, start saying, one plus one is two. Eitz, this is a, it's a, this is a classic Eitzali Natsel Mevikuach, and it just end off here. He says like this: Bechol erev Shabbos Kodesh, Yechol Yot Etzel Adam Beveito Kam Minei Matzavim. You find yourself in many different situations. Ubi Frat Be'arvei Shabbatot Achorif, especially winter Shabboses. Shem Yemim Ktsarim, Ve'esh Be'em Kam Matzavim. Meaning, some love erev, some love winter Shabboses because. They could have the, they could reach their mark of being in bed by 8 p.m. It's like a she'ifa. It's like a, this is what we're working hard on life. This is, this is what Yiddishkeit's about to say, I can make it to bed by 8 p.m., right? How long is your stay there? How related? Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and some, by them, but, they, but those same people are like, but winter Shabbos is, Lech Benching's 425. I'm like, what's going to be now? Like, there's such a rumble in the house even more. Then they say, oh, if it was just a summer Shabbos. And then we had till 7.15 to get ready. There's no difference. Nothing changes. Bemet, there's nothing changes. Everyone knows this. Achen. This is what it's about. Like it says in the Torah, Ve'hechinu et asher yaviu, regarding Shabbos. Achen, kshadam yachin atzmo. When a person prepares themselves, Kol echad kfi bechinato, Ketzad yiye nir'e etzlo ha'erev Shabbos Kodesh. It's right now Friday morning. 
essentially maybe this year should be even earlier in the week, I don't know, but it, it is Shabbos morning. Many of us are, are, are wise enough to already have a little bit of a glimpse as to what this Friday afternoon is going to look like in our homes. Hopefully everyone's just blissed out by then and it's all peace, it's all good. But for the few of us that still know that it may get a little rough again, he says, How do you want your Erev Shabbos Kodesh to look? Don't say right now, listen, it's just, you know, I could want it to look like this, but it's going to be insane. Okay. Your kid will do the same exact thing. Grant, guaranteed. But you? But you? Only in accordance to how much you know that you, you know, you'll be able to elevate that moment, so too you could stand in front of the kas. Now, that's all very true and shayach to, let's say, Lemaisa today, Friday afternoon. But, and this is not to be like a, a, a freak out, like Gogo Magog schmooze right now. But do you really think it's going to get any better in the world? Do you think it's going to get any clearer? Does anyone know whose, whose side anyone is on regarding anything anymore? I don't understand any side even. I don't even understand sides. I don't understand opinions or thoughts. This is all coming down to what Reb Nassim said, you have to scream 30 days from before Purim. Every Jew has to scream, and we're already 30 days in. That's Reb Nassim says, you have to walk around screaming 30 days before Purim. Like little kids fighting on a Friday afternoon, which is going to happen, it's Friday afternoon in the world. The world is filled with little kids fighting like crazy. And it's only getting crazier. They are going to continue to fight. The tefillah we have is, am I going to try to fight justified anger or hatred, or am I going to elevate myself? Am I going to take it to the next level? This was what I feel our chavra and our community is trying to be the flagship for a different way of looking at most things in the world. The Piyasetz Nenebi writes in B'nei Mach in the beginning, when he talks to the people that are, you know, he's basically saying, this is what the Chabur is about. He says, we're not, God forbid, excluding ourselves from anyone, and no one here should feel like they're higher than anyone that's not signing up to the Chabur. <coughs> but our Ratzon, our will, as individuals coming together as a group, is to live and look at the world one step above the way the rest of the world relates to reality. So the way the world is relating to reality these days is that it's about a war that's happening between Russia and Ukraine, and everyone has opinions about what's what, the chosen. All that is just like, it's, an, it's amazing how the pawns in the play are really like starting to really act out their pieces, just more revealed in a revealed manner. That's their game. That's their game. And, and we could, yeah, we could respond and, and, and say that we, it's amazing how uh, the Prime Minister of, of, of Israel is 
saying things but not saying things. Everyone's, everyone's tiptoeing around. No one's saying anything. No one's saying anything. But our Avodah is to like really understand that it is Erev Shabbos. It's Erev Shabbos. Everything we said right now about, and it's so easy to imagine this with our children, is happening in the world. And it, it's not going to get easier. We may, we may go back into a coma a little bit and get numb again a little bit. That's what's been happening. In and out of status, you know, status of coma. But we're, we're up for something very big. Are we going to be planning on just using legitimate claims of holy anger or holy rage? Or are we trying to mechaven to something much, much deeper? Much bigger that the world has never seen before. It means that our Shabbos have to be that much more elevated. Of course, our weekdays have to be elevated as well. But when the Shabbos comes and it's a taste of the world to come, I've <clears throat> got to take every, every advantage, every, every moment of an advantage I can to really live in those moments and be in them. And here at some Bishud Zen, the Rebbe Shleilam, I was learning this week with someone, the Torah, Samech Dalit, in, in the Kutei Maran. Rabbi Nachman brings from the Arizal, why, why did Hashem create the world? The answer he gives seems like it's not happening today. But the answer that's brought down there is that God created the world because he wanted to reveal his compassion. And without a world, there was no one to reveal his compassion unto. Let's be, let's be those that represent the Ratzon of why Hashem created this world. And to really be Baalei Rachmanim. To really implement that. And Rachmanis on ourselves means that if I know this association will lead me to a vikuach about something, I learned already. That's my sign that says I stay as far away as possible as I can from them. Can you not summon them out? Amen. Good Shabbos, everyone. Shabbos, good Shabbos.